I'm sort of nervous. I go, I go extrovert, I think, and sort of try and go charm offensive. I'm like really shy. Like, really, like I couldn't ask, I wouldn't want to ask. Like I would never put my hand up in a, you know, in a lecture or in the classroom, whatever it was. I always cared about my audience. I always, it meant so much that they, like the support that they give me is just, I, it's honestly unbelievable. I was so certain that it doesn't happen to me. Like it's not going to happen to me. Like there's, so if you don't get those six jobs, then you're going to, you know, you have to, get something else. Hello world and welcome back to the Scouting Centre podcast. I am of course your host Mr Diz TV and I'm so excited for the guest today who has uploaded 740 times and has over 25 and a half million views with 186,000 subscribers over on his YouTube channel. He's earned his stripes in the TV world working as a runner, a researcher, a producer to eventually his role as a presenter. In front of the camera, he's done it all. Podcasts, TV presenter, hosting, interviewing, analysis, streaming. But one of the things I'll say about him is when I said to people that I want James Orcutt, when I want this person onto the Scouting Center podcast, not one person had a bad word to say about him. And even further than that, they were overly nice about what an absolute gentleman this person is. He's largely considered by many to be the football channel on YouTube. With his combination of footballing knowledge, his humour, his ability to build a connection with his audience making him stand out. He's worked with the English Football League, ESPN, Football Manager and the Premier League and so much more. It is James Orcutt. James, how are you, buddy? I'm 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 in all, I'm honoured. I've you know I've been watching uh, quite a few of them uh, of your the Scouting Centre recently, and and I do like the intros. And I did think, oh, I'll get an intro, and uh, you didn't disappoint, mate. That's fantastic. Thank you. It's nice to hear it back. Actually, you kind of forget how much you've done, you know. So uh, no, thank you very much, mate. There's some lovely things you said there. I appreciate it. No, no, thank you for one agreeing to be on the Scouting Centre podcast, and two. When you look at everything that you've done, and, and like I said, I think the big thing for me was when I spoke to people around me and I said, I want James Orcutt on the channel. I always feel like you get a good gist as to what the person is like and not one person had a bad word to say about you. And like I said, they were overly nice about what an absolute, you know, pleasant person you are. So I think that says a lot about you. That's nice, man. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I guess I think that's important. Like I actually, my Twitter, I think my Twitter bio, it might still be it. It might have changed. I think it's like be nice don't be scared and I think Dave Chappelle said that and I think that's I remember thinking oh that's I think that's bang on because sometimes you can kind of my concern is always like being nice will is going to hurt you actually you need to be especially working in media like my whole life like there's a lot of people that aren't nice <laughs> and uh, but there are a few that seem to like you know hang in there I guess and do well and so being nice is like it's quite it's kind of or attempting to be nice at the very least is is important, I think. And I, also, I think especially with YouTube and stuff like that, there's so many people just trying to get somewhere, you know, just trying to connect with people, trying to build something. And I think you, you meet people, you know, at the start or later down the line. Like, it's so, so true. So, you know, if you're not if you're not decent to people, then all of a sudden that, you know, you might need them or they might need you or whatever it might be. And so I just think it's a. Uh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't cost anything at all. But I'm delighted that people have said that because, uh, yeah, I tr you know, I'm trying. <laughs> Succeeding as well, may I say. 
And then let's talk about that. You started with the, with working in media. Is is that something you always wanted to do? Uh, is it, well, do you know what? I don't know. I, I guess so. I, I was always a bit... Um... So can I just say, before you started recording, I was saying, oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm doing this. Because so the reason I'm doing it, I don't do many of these at all, because I'm generally of the opinion that I, I, I don't know why you'd want me on something. And I get a bit shy with it all. So I do get to, there'll be people watching this who will have asked me to go on things. And I, I've, I've, I've uh, sadly ignored it or said no. And I apologize if I have ignored you. Um, and I apologize for saying no to people. And I'll be honest, I was going to say no to you, mate. But then I watched uh, Benji's episode, or first of all, the clip on here. And not because, because I think, didn't I, did I raid you on Twitch once? Yeah, there's been a couple of times where you've raided me. Yeah, um, Saxicali so. is one of your muds. Yes, and I think yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I know him and he knows you. Yeah, and, and I, saw, I saw that clip and then I watched the whole thing. And then I watched the Zealand one and I watched Loki. And I've watched quite a few. I watched Clates as well. And um, I love Clates. I love all of them. And um, you're fantastic, mate. You're really, really good at what you do. And I, and I think that's worth saying because, I, as I say, I don't normally, I don't normally do these things because I, I, don't think, I don't think it's going to go well. But I actually felt comfortable with the idea of doing it with yourself because I like the questions that you asked. And actually, I think you've got something here which is really, really interesting that I sort of kind of did a little bit with the process but you you're doing it in a really lovely unique way yourself where you're kind of you're you know asking people about their content and there's actually I've, I've learned loads of bits from from the different people there and it's i think you're shedding light on something that's really interesting actually because when i go and talk to a lot of uh creators when i meet up with them there is often a lot of talk about a lot of the issues that you kind of raise and discuss and be it, be it sort of someone who's on 3k subs or 10k subs or you know whatever it might be the very similar feelings and emotions so i did want to just say that like i i you know because i don't want to apologize to everyone who i've said no to but secondly like keep doing what you're doing mate because I, I think it's really it's coming from a really really lovely place and i, I think you should be a that should be sort of acknowledged. Um, I've forgotten what your question is now, but I just did have that at the forefront of my mind. I wanted to get that to you because, I, yeah, because I think moving forward, if people do ask me to do it, it's probably likely that I will go back into my hole and uh, ignore it again. So, yeah, no, mate, everyone who's watching this for the first time, go and check out all the other ones because they are really, really good. Sorry, what was your question? No, firstly, <laughs> thank you so much. That means the absolute world to me. Uh, when I started the Scouting Centre, I did notice there were common trends and, and patterns and I saw a lot of... The newer content creators, they were struggling mm. with it. That's and, interesting. And, I, and the reason why I started the Scouting Centre was to speak to people who were more experienced to say that this is a normal thing. Some of the emotions that you're feeling are normal. Like, totally. don't be too hard on yourself. So yeah. the fact that you've been able to, you know, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, James. You, yeah. You, and I'm sure, we'll t- I'm sure we'll talk about all that kind of stuff. But I, d- I think off the bat, like, because what, what you do brilliantly is... is yeah, give people a sort of chance and ask interesting questions that don't really get asked because often you're trying to find the title a lot of time with with, with these kind of things. So, um, so no, no, I was, I was impressed with that. And uh, yeah, like Benji's one was, I mean, he said himself, like he should have been paying you by the end of that. <laughs> that was a therapy session. That was, that was outrageous. <laughs> anyway, but it no. got a joy. It made me message Ben, actually, and just say like, crack on. Like he he's he's getting in his own way a little bit, I think. I think he needs to sort of 
just go, okay, what would be the logical thing to do here that I would feel good about and just crack on? Because I would listen to Ben talk about football all day long. Like he's got the voice, he's got the, the, the knowledge. And that's something I, I know a lot of your audience will be football manager people. You know, that was so eye-opening for me. It's the knowledge of the people that play the game of football manager. And you can turn your nose up at it if you want to, but it's based on real life like incredibly closely i've seen the guys who make it i've chatted to them so the people that are into football manager often do know a hell of a lot about football so again new message for another person ben stop messing about just start the real life channel okay sorry no. You're, this is gonna happen a lot i do this a lot i go on tangents sorry that's why no, i present fine. so it's, i ask questions it's fine this is your interview you can speak about whatever you want james i genuinely mean that you talked about football manager. I did ask another question. Because we will go back to that. But football manager. Sorry. No, no, it's, it's fine. Um, football manager is something that helped you a lot, isn't it? Especially with your content. Can you tell me how it did? How it did? So I guess football manager was certainly... Um, the game itself was a, just a, a great vehicle for me to truly get myself across to my audience for the first time. Like, I don't think I'd really done that properly um, over a long period of time. In almost, I guess, obviously, in, um, in a long format with something like Football Manager. And it, it, it ticked everything that I was about, which is, which I don't think, I was in, a, I was in quite a tricky place at that time when, when it's so strange. Because lockdown has obviously been so difficult for so many people. And obviously, I would never, that is totally understandable. But bizarrely, from lockdown onwards, um, my certainly my career. Well, I'm, my I've got my my son is here on my iPad sleeping, so that's great. But the, but my my career, sort of lockdown and football manager. So for anyone who doesn't know, what happened was, I, my channel was really struggling, really really struggling. I couldn't really kind of find and connect with what I wanted to do, get across, um, and I just couldn't. Yeah, it just wasn't somehow it wasn't connecting. I wasn't doing it right. And I weirdly, a couple of weeks before lockdown happened and COVID happened, I decided to do what I've done previously when I felt a little bit lost is invest in skills that I will need down the line. So I was thinking in my career, like everyone who knows me, my ambition is to present the World Cup final. That's always been the thing for me. And, um, and I'm running out of time now because I'm getting old, but the... Um, but that was always the dream. So I was thinking, okay, I got this Premier League job. That's great. You know, that's ticking along nicely. But my channel's struggling a little bit. So what? Where could I go? And I was thinking, radio could be could be the thing that I could I could do. I, I think I would be good on that because I'm good at sort of little ideas. Like I've had that with uh, Jaffen, and and I thought that could be a road. And, and me being able to do live stuff on my own is a way that I could invest in myself in that moment in time when I was feeling a bit rubbish about myself, and. And maybe it will come back because that's what happened to me right at the start of my career where I was at Daybreak, what became Good Morning Britain. And I, well, so I, I got a showreel, put together a website, which, you know, there's no need for me to have a website apart from the fact that I, after about six months of having a new exec producer at the show, who I got on quite well with, I said to him, Can, next time there's a red carpet, which I produced all the red carpet stuff. Next time there's a red carpet, can I can I do the presenting? Because what was happening was when the 
the normal presenter was there wasn't there louis uh, and i love louis spence and i love all these other people that were doing it but there was they were bringing in people who were who weren't good at it and i was giving them questions and making their life easier making them funny and it was annoying me so i kind of i got everything in place so that when i said to this exec producer i want to do that he said have you got a show i go yeah i've got a website i said you link now I was able to do that quickly. The next day, I did the Arnold Schwar- I did an Arnold Schwarzenegger um, red carpet. You know, interviewed Arnold Schwarzenegger, and and it went on TV the next morning. So, like, I remember thinking that, and then when that didn't all work out, I then thought, okay, what do I do? I then started a football podcast, then which was called Great Touch with Big Lad. Again, going, okay, I'm frustrated here. What do I do? I'm gonna invest in skills invest so that i'm ready for when it comes down the line so again i was in that place i was in the exact same place um and was scared you know really really scared because i think the thing that i th- i imagine would be a common theme for other people is that the thing that's really scary is that you're scared that this is the best it gets so you're really scared that so for me it was like um you know the channel's doing all right for a bit um, and then I got the Premier League job and you think that's the launch pad. And it's funny, I actually like, I I wrote down, I was chatting to a friend of mine who's stru- struggling at the moment. This guy is, is in his 20s. And it, it made me, I was trying to say to him, like, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. And you've got time, you know, it's a long life, all that stuff. And and he was he couldn't really get his head around that. And so then I thought to myself, write down, I should write down my career like every year. I send you a sc- I'll send you a screenshot of it. And... It's a, you know, it's a 12 year career I've had now, or maybe more. God. And, and every year there's so, something happens, but along the, along those ways, there's so many moments where I was like, oh, here we go. This is it. And, and it never was the Premier League job. Wasn't it like, how, how mad is this? I got a job at the Premier League hosting and presenting their f- first show on their on their new YouTube channel. And so I did that. And also within, I guess, the same year, I started a football manager series. And if you ask someone, which one of these two launched his career, really? Everyone would go, well, obviously it's the Premier League gig. But it wasn't, you know, it was the football manager thing. So, so I kind of got, I got all the bits in place and then lockdown happened. And I went to a game, actually. I went to Dulwich Hamlets. Um, it was the la- one of the last few games before everything got closed down, and uh, Thogden was there, and Smithy was there. Uh, Smith was there, sorry. And on the walk back, I tweeted, "Going, I might need to buy a football manager here because I was thinking there's going to be no football. I've got a channel. There's no football. I might just buy a football manager and just play on that." And and I'll be honest, I had no clue about your world. I had no clue that there was this whole little thing. Well, not a little thing anymore, certainly. I don't know if it was little then. This whole thing. I had no idea who Ben was. I had no idea who Zealand was. And I was like, okay, well, let me do this. I've already, I'd already worked like hours and hours trying to figure out how you would do something live because I wanted to do, invest in it. And so it, it meant that lockdown happened, I think, on March the 14th or something like that. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe even, might even even that Sunday I went to the game or Saturday. The next day I started that Football Manager series on youtube and i was like well i know everyone in youtube so i could get them on and we could make it not really about because the way i do it is i don't know if other people do it like that since or before but me sort of getting someone else on and then the whole thing just sort of like spawned 
its own little life from there. Um, but it was so important because I think, you know, in terms of a few things, first of all, I know I'm rambling again. First of all, it allowed me to connect with people that I knew I was good at, but I hadn't really had a, a vehicle to do that with properly. Um, so that was a huge one. And the, the opportunity to create a little community, which these people are, and, and these people are so important to me, and, and they know that because I say that to them all the time on my Discord server. But it just became this little family, and it was just really, really powerful. Fortunately, the narrative of the game was, was useful, and I think that's you'll hear that from the other guys, football manager. It's important that you have you know, a good storyline because that can make life easier or harder. Um, but it was just, it, yeah, and it was a mad time, wasn't it? And, but the other thing I think was really important in terms of YouTube stuff was that it, it actually gave me space to go away from YouTube. So I, I literally just turned to Twitch, took the, did the first series on YouTube, went to Twitch, and um, I knew I was going to be moving here. And I knew that I needed to get a, just get away from YouTube just so that I could kind of allow the ideas and how I truly wanted my channel to be um, to sort of uh, surface in my mind. And so then when I did come back to it, yeah, yes, I had, you know, I guess that confidence from Twitch, but I actually came back to YouTube, like totally refreshed and set up in a way that I knew could facilitate where I wanted to go. So football manager obviously, obviously was so important, but, but weirdly the space away from YouTube was actually really important as well. And I'm even, I'm, as we're speaking, I'm trying to take a week off. Um, but but what I don't know if other people are like this, but my mind, even by by staying away, it's actually a really good thing because I just get little ideas like all the time. But actually, that's what I need to do is to have the space to have the idea. And I think that's what. So what, I haven't spoken to Ben properly, but I think that's what that's what Ben thinks he can't do. He thinks he can't step away from it for a second. And actually, he should he should step away from it a second because I think he would. He's obviously so well versed in YouTube and stuff like that that he could just. He would then come at it so much fresher, if you know what I mean. Sorry to talk about someone else. No, it's all right. And I'm going to stop there. Um, but yeah, so I, it's it's given me absolutely everything. Football Manager, I, 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 you know, it's just a wonderful game in every single way. You know. So you say it's giving you everything, which is mad to me because, like you said, everything you've done before then, and at the time you actually had forty thousand subscribers on YouTube. I was watching yeah. you on Rambo and Niren's Park the Bus Party. Yeah, and, and and you said there at the time, just before Football Manager, you felt making it about other people was your thing. Mm. Doing that unique content on Twitch with Football Manager, did that ignite something in yourself that actually made you realize, hang on a minute, I'm actually quite good at what I do. That, that's exactly it, mate. That is exactly it, and it's because that even just here, even just agreeing with you feels arrogant in my mind. Because that for for whatever reason, you know, I'm littered. I'm, it's weird. I sort of the older I get, I'm like I always have that sort of natural doubt or self deprecation. But but I think I am in a place now, fortunately, because it's I've kind of got that feedback. Maybe that I'm like, oh no, I'm pretty good at this. I think I'm. I think I'm all right at this now. I'm kind of like, but, but I think for a long time I kind of thought, oh okay, well I'm not really important here. I know people that are important. So let me talk to 
to Geordie or let me talk to Lars or let me talk to, let me see if I can get someone else. Um, because sorry, my son's, he's fine. Um, yeah, let me talk to someone else. But what I now know is that because I, the thing I am good at is connecting with people. So I needed to look at the camera. <laughs> like I wasn't, so then when I, when once that twi uh, twigged in my head, probably through, certainly through football manager that I could connect with people, like, they become the guest essentially and that's kind of what the, that's what the channel is often about is the, the understanding that there is no concrete answers really in football it's, it's a lot of opinions so actually for me that's the fun bit and and i'm so pleased it's so when i'm talking i'm talking to a lot of people now about different things and often when i'm talking to them about stuff i'm going well how are we getting people involved and they're like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, I guess we could create a hashtag. Well, no, that's that's not it. That's not enough. You like, you have to, you have to talk to people like they're equals. And I think that that comes back to football manager as well, is because what's so great about the Twitch chat is that I was, you know, the amount of times I was literally going, right, guys, tell me a player I can buy it, yeah. and and they're all like all over it, you know. So I think, I think the thing was is that I just didn't have that. I wasn't okay with it being about me, but then I've, I guess now I don't think I've ever really articulated it to anyone really, but I think now I realize that I'm not even really making it about me now. I'm making it about the audience. So I'm just doing it through the camera lens, which is a bit different now. And that's, that kind of works for everyone, if you know what I mean. Whereas before I was just trying to make it about, well, I just didn't value myself. I think, I think that was the problem. And I guess coming from TV and wanting to be a presenter, um, again, it's not really about you. You know, you're getting this person on and that person on. Um, and, and so that's, I think that's where, where the problem was. And actually, weirdly, some of the, some of the videos that did well before all of that were the sort of comedy sketchy things where I, you know, did all that stuff. So it was kind of there, but you can, that's the problem with loads of things is that you can't, you don't know it's going to be all right until it's all right. If you know what I mean? And so it's only on the other side that you go, oh, okay. Like I needed to look at the camera. I needed to give my opinion and my opinion didn't need to be, I think that's the other thing is like, I sort of grew up in football YouTube where it was like, sorry, I've had a really hot drink and I realize I'm getting red now. Uh, a day, um, I grew up in a YouTube era where it was about the big teams and the big opinions. And I just never really been like that. Like that just always feels a bit not pathetic, like just too easy for you to go, well, it's definitely this or it's definitely that. And, and so, so I was just trying to find my, I was just trying to find my place with it all, but certainly football manager, I think gave me huge confidence to go and do that. Can I ask what changed? Because the way you describe how you were feeling before football manager and when you compare that to the young producer who basically says, look, I want to interview people on the red carpet. And mm -hmm. then you, you took that opportunity. You interview Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of the biggest movie stars in the world at that time. What do you think changed between that young person who, who just grabbed it, basically grabbed the opportunity to the self-doubt it seems you almost had? Yeah, it's interesting. The, the young producer... The young producer had been there a year and a half and had, um, you know, had gone from runner to researcher to producer and 
been very careful because you'd have other runners who would there was another runner who uh had been there six weeks and then ed sheeran was in that morning and she rocked up with a camera man and uh because she wanted to interview him for her showreel and got in trouble let's put it that way so i was always for me i was always thinking, i think you need although i kind of um I needed a credit in the bank a little bit. So I used to do that as a runner and this is a bit boring, but I wouldn't say I would do things like we had a director uh, for Al Jazeera Sport and I knew the director liked green tea. So what I'd do is I'd get him a green tea, but he, uh, like so that when he rocked up to his seat in the gallery, it was there waiting for him. But I always felt like I need that credit in the bank. So with the, with the young producer, even that, that guy didn't know I wanted to do that. I'd worked my nuts off for 18 months. And when I did finally pluck up the courage to do it, I think that's the thing is that you, you get to a point where I'm like, hang on a minute. It's, you know, it's, what's it, fight or flight. You either kind of get, you know, get busy getting on with it or or you just give up on things. And that's, you have to commit and you have to step forward. So that was the idea. But I think what's interesting is that there's just so many mini steps forward and then a new challenges new things blocking your way you know so like like for for that one i did it did it well um and then and but even that like so i interviewed on schwarzenegger i came back and i went oh no i wasn't funny it didn't it didn't look good or like all this stuff came back and watched it and i was like oh it's quite funny actually like it looks all right and that was a that was a good lesson for me it's like how you feel on the inside actually often people don't see it on the outside so that i'm i'm really fortunate generally with cameras where there'll be moments there's so many moments like when i've been on camera where i'm like panicking or upset or whatever it might be but for whatever reason i'm kind of lucky that it's, you, you kind of get through it but the doubts like the doubts constantly there i think it's the question what it comes down to is what's what matters more like are you more willing to give it a go and commit or or do you just stop and i think that's that's the difference like there was a there was a runner when i was a runner and he both wanted to be presenters but i you know i got a show reel and then when i when i got the red carpet thing i then got another one and another one and another one and it was going pretty well got myself an agent from nowhere and then all of a sudden one of the well, what I heard was that one of the presenters was getting annoyed because I was doing these red carpets and then someone else was doing the next one. This guy wasn't able to do these big things. So I then just got pushed to the side. So that comes back to what we're saying, where there's constant moments where you think you've made it. Like I got to the last two of the um, extra factor um, like online presenter thing. And I was like, well, I'm in. Like If, if this happens and we're there and you don't get it, and then you've got to go again or like, or, you know, you're on ITV and then they just literally put you, to the, put you back to the side and you're working there for another two years. Like I left that place because I was like, I need to get back into sport. Um, so there's constant little moments from that. That's what I mean. Like, that's why it's so important to invest in yourself and, and kind of go again. Cause I think grit is a big part of it. Like there's certainly been my story. Like, I've, you know, for so long it's been, it's difficult, isn't it? Cause everyone can, you know, like you say, when you talk about 40,000 subscribers, 40,000 subscribers is unbelievable. But I think I was in a world where there were so many people with 
200,000, a million, like all these numbers, like that it just didn't feel like it was kind of enough, if you know what I mean. And I certainly, there, there was just, there was this sort of lack of connection somewhere when it comes to YouTube particularly. But I don't, th I think it's easy. It's an understandable question to kind of go, you know, what was the difference between that and you getting a little bit scared, at, more scared later on. I think you're scared throughout. <laughs> you're scared throughout. And, and like, even to this day, like, I'm, I struggle to have a week off because I'm scared that I'm going to come back. The algorithm won't like me. People will go, oh, there's something shinier over there. And, and it all kind of plummets and, and disappears. That's, that is the thing that every YouTuber talks about. It's, I, I went and did, I went to this hashtag uh, 24 hour game. And I spoke to, I would say, six or seven of the biggest football YouTubers. And every single one of them, we started having this like deep chat about, oh, that views are bad at the moment. Or like, oh, how do you stop? Like, oh, are you okay? Like all this, it's, everyone's the same. And then it sounds ridiculous when you're, you know, when you're talking about, talking about football but um but it's quite a personal thing youtube so i think that's the thing that people forget when it comes to the possible you know pitfalls of, of youtube so was youtube always the plan when you when you left itv was youtube always the plan i left it um no so so what happened there was um i'd been working in entertainment for a while um, and, and got that little break because basically I, I went to be, I wanted to be a sports presenter. Um, and then I was a runner and I looked too young. I just looked way too young. It just wasn't going to happen. And so I was like, okay, let me get into entertainment. And that might be, there might be more opportunities to be, to present there. And, and even that's weird because you're going through your twenties wanting to be a presenter and you don't actually even know if you want to be a presenter because you're not, you're not doing it. You're actually just like watching other people doing it because you're, in, you know, in that world at least. So that's weird. Um, but sorry, well, I've gone blank. What's the question? <laughs> so the question was, was YouTube always the gold? Usually, there we go. Sorry. Um, sorry. Sleep deprivation. No, so, um, so what happened was, that's it. So I was getting frustrated uh, and I thought of this idea um and I, I wrote it up, wrote up a treatment, and I sent it to uh, Niall Sloan, who's the head of sport of I, at ITV. He me emailed me back and said, this isn't going to work, but come in. And I was like, okay. So I went in, and uh, he said, yeah, he said, this isn't going to work. What you're thinking here is a mix between sport and entertainment, and we wouldn't, this would be an entertainment show, which is funny how, like, <laughs> it's funny how <laughs> sports content has changed now, and maybe... Maybe I was onto something. Anyway, um, but he, he said, but I looked at your showreel and when I did those red carpets, you know, I did the BAFTAs, you know, interview Russell Brand, Ben Affleck, George Clooney, like all these different people. And, um, and each one was similar to the content even now, where it's like each one was a comedy sketch, really. And anyway, he said, look, this is, idea isn't going to work, but, but you're good. You've got something, but you need to stop pissing about with entertainment and get into sport and so i was like okay um and so i kind of had that in my mind and then i was getting to sort of 28 29 and i was like okay i need to get back into sport now like this like entertainment was honestly just killing me 
like absolutely killing me. Um, and so I needed to get into sport. So I, I literally just quit. Like I just quit my job. Um, I had a bit of savings left. And weirdly, my uh, now wife, girlfriend at the time, we just bought a place. And and I'd always said to her, like, as soon as we get this place, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to uh, quit my job because I've got to get back into sport. She was like, fine. And then she got offered an opportunity to go to Hong Kong. And so long story short, I quit. And then I literally spent about six months just on my own, <laughs> like, because, because I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get a job. And I was trying to get, you know, something at ITV. I did a bit of shadow work at ITV, trying to sort of chat to BTs or all these different places. But it's interesting at the time, there was the only places that there seemed to be jobs were kind of online stuff. And so long story short, I got offered, I got offered a job at Ball Street. I got offered a job at 90 Min to, I don't know if you know, Ben Haynes is the main guy there. So 90 Min offered me, it was going to be me and Ben Haynes to do, to do 90 Min's channel. Um, and then I got offered to be uh, the producer of Poet and Vooge actually as well. And like Vooge is a mate of mine now, which is mad. Um, but at the time, I, the ninety, uh, the copper ninety job, I got offered that like a couple, a couple of weeks too late. Um, but I got yeah, got the ball, got offered the ball street job, but it wasn't like it wasn't to be online. It wasn't. I wasn't really bothered about YouTube to be honest at all. It was only once I kind of got in there that I was like, ah, oh, okay, I can see this is the future here. Um, and to be honest, in the last year at GMB, I could what I could see was that there were these young people coming through who knew how to film and they knew how to do a bit of everything and they were getting to go to cool places. And so I could see the people above me who needed a sound man and needed a camera person and needed all this stuff and couldn't edit. And I could see myself who was kind of in the middle and then I could see these young guns and I was like, okay, right, I need to get myself sorted out. So I had started doing some of those bits, but once I got the job at Bull Street well, and the opportunities that were there were all online. So obviously that was kind of the starting point for it. But I think there is an element of luck in terms of me getting into online when I did. Because a lot of the guys from Bull Street are the, and full-time devils and the people there at the start are the people that are still there. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, it didn't need to be YouTube. I think it just needed to be sport for me. That's, that's what I was sort of fighting for because uh, I needed to kind of get a foot back into that world. So the good thing about the online stuff was going from a big company to a small company where you kind of had to do everything but that meant that i got to do a bit of presenting which was like oh, amazing because i that like i said to you i'd been kind of fighting for something in my 20s that i really didn't even know if i was a truly good at or, or you know or secondly i wanted to do long term you know so so yeah i think you just I'm sure you have the same stuff where it's just you just make a decision don't you? you just keep making decisions right i don't know and that decision then leads to youtube were you did all your previous experiences help you get the ball um, hit the hit the floor running the ground running yeah hit the ground I, I, I'm, it's late so, for me as well <laughs> i know mate don't worry um that's just yeah i think that's three still i'm still three one up i think uh, <laughs> um yeah do you know what i think what's interesting like when you change jobs, if you change a job internally, I think sometimes people look at you and go, mm, well, well, he's still, he'll still always be the runner, for example. Whereas if, if you go from this place to this place over here, so what I had, which I think was quite useful, was they were like, oh, James is from ITV, he's come from ITV. So it was quite, 
I think that gave me a, a little bit of gravitas maybe, but just generally being new, I think is a useful thing. I think if I'd, if I had another go at, or had a different career, I think that's a smarter way than staying in the same place the whole time. Um, but not, not really, to be honest, it was really sort of, it was just, it was so crazy at Ball Street initially. And it was just like, crack on and figure it out and the the people that hired people they actually generally hired based on what how they felt about you more than what your skill set was because actually a lot of people like there's a uh, there's a guy called craig um who i work with who he got the editor's job and he came in first day and i didn't want him i wanted the other guy because the other guy knew adobe premiere <laughs> And and Craig didn't. And I was like, why are we hiring this dude who doesn't know um, Adobe Premiere? Anyway, long story short, he's gone on to um, do amazing things, like worked at Bleacher Report. He did all the XO editing um, for all their videos. Um, and so, like, completely self-taught himself. Um, so that's the good thing about small companies. Well, that's the other thing. You know, when you're in a big company, like ITV, you go to you go to the production coordinator and you go, can I get a cameraman and a sound man for this shoot? Is that right? Yeah, it'll be there for you. And then there it is. Then you go and film it. You come back, you go into one of the edit suites and you sit down with an editor and they edit it. You want some graphics for it. You go into the graphics room. Go, I need some graphics. All right, right. We need some pictures on this. You then email someone who gets the pictures for you. Like it's all there for you. Whereas when you're in a small place, it's just like, get on with it. So like at Ball Street, I was the, I would, well, I was the content director. So in charge of ideas and presented it. So, and that was a kind of, that's something that happened with FPL FYI, which was, I think it's a useful thing that I can bring a lot of the time for people is I know what it's like both sides of the camera. So I also know what, ta I know talent can, can I swear on you? Have I swore already? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> willy heads. <laughs> Talents can, talent can be willy heads, right? And, and the producers actually do all the work. So I, whenever I do get to be talent now, I'm always like really understanding of it and trying to kind of make life a bit easier. And that kind of comes from three, four years or whatever it was of um, doing both all the time. I was sort of driving a show, editing, thinking of the shots. Okay, I'd be like, oh, okay, stop there. We can pick up there. And it, with FPL FYI, I directed, I directed it whilst hosting it because I would go, I can actually stop. That won't work. So hang on, go on Rambo. You, you, you pick up here. No, we'll, yeah, we'll start on you because you can, we can cut here. So that comes from, again, it comes from like experience and air miles, you know, um, but Bull Street was great for that because you had to think of these ideas. You failed a lot. Um, and as I say, I was doing those two things. Craig was doing the filming sound and editing. So he, you know, his skill set was like going through the roof as well. Um, but it was, it was, you know, it was an amazing thing. And it's all, that's the other thing. When you work for a long time, you work in, you have different like chunks of your life. You have like five years here and five years there and on to the next thing. And they're all really useful as long as you're like trying to be better, you know? So, so it was good from that point of view, but I don't, yeah, I actually don't think it, it don't, it didn't truly help like the ITV thing apart from getting a little bit of respect through the door. That said, actually, Jed are, I'm um, like marketing guy. He thought I was work experience for the first week because <laughs> I like, because I look, you know, I look quite young. Um, and he was like, this guy's a bit ballsy, isn't he? Like saying all the, you know, chipping up with, with chipping in with ideas. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's always been a problem for me along the way, sadly. But, um, but yeah, yeah. 
So I want to ask you about your content now. So where did your ideas come from? And do you have a team around you that you could bounce them on? And I'm talking specifically about your YouTube. Yeah, sure. Um, so the content, the important thing for me, and it was something I was kind of always trying to grabble on, uh, sort of scrabble around and find, was that team. And that, do you know, that's where, that is where TV does does help me in terms of I knew I knew always knew what I wanted. I just couldn't find the people that I, I wanted to kind of do it with. Um but now I think I I've been really, really fortunate and have found people very, very fortunately to that really help the kind of the machine of it all so that that the end goal is always value and insight. Like and, and also if I can if it is something that's kind of got stats and stuff like that, is there something that you can then take down the pub and sound good in front of your mates? Like that's, that's kind of what I'm after, but also with something that's like entertaining as well. So that kind of value side of it, I've now kind of got a bit of a team where, so, you know, an editor, shout out to Ben, uh, who's an amazing editor. Um, he's so, so good. And I think people have noticed that with certainly the things that I'm, I'm, I've got a bit of a run up to sometimes I can kind of get him to, to edit it. Obviously there's a lot of topical stuff that you need to do quickly. So I'll just obviously do all that straight off the bat. Um, but Ben will yeah edit, edit my stuff. Um, and also I had uh, guys that, who assisted for a bit who helped me with some graphics because I was always trying to like make some make it look better. I wanted to try and that's what I did with, you know, getting a good camera, trying to get a good setup and all those things. And then another guy's like one of my best mates now is a guy called Kai, who is he's kind of sort of a he's like a yeah, he's someone who I bounce ideas off all the time with, but also is a, just a really strong mind in terms of um analysis as well um and stats and things like that and so it allows me to kind of have these conversations with him and much like tv that's what you would do you would have your producer who kind of knew where you wanted to go what roads you wanted to go down and then the researcher would then um so the producer would do that and then the researcher underneath would go and kind of collect all that that data for you so so that's uh so so in terms of my team it's kind of uh loosely three um so ben an editor um i've also got a guy called roosevelt it does my uh, thumbnails sometimes um but kai me and kai work so closely i don't think i text anyone more than him like we're just constantly having a football conversation and we what's really crucial actually is that we have the same idea on football and we see the same things it's so weird uh, how we see the same things but he's yeah he's fantastic um and just a yeah beautiful guy as well which is great so so that's a good thing um so he will help me kind of uncover certain things or you know i'll ask the kind of right questions and then he can go down a few roads for me we can put something together and then um and then try and make a, a video that offers something and just tries to back itself up a little bit so that's that's the that's the team Hello all, I really hope you're enjoying this episode of the Scouting Centre podcast with James Orcott. If you're watching on YouTube, can I ask that you like this video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment below, let me know what you think of the interview. If you're listening on Google Podcasts, on Apple, on Spotify, whatever you're listening on, can you leave that five-star review, please? It would mean the absolute world to me. Let's get back to the interview. It's mad because from having that idea rejected which was sports slash entertainment, it seems to me you've taken your destiny in your hands to make football and entertainment be combined onto your YouTube channel because you are entertaining. 
Thank you. The way you communicate your messages is clear, but it's also quite fun. You're not scared to take the mick out of yourself, but then you've got the the additional layer of some real detailed analysis. It seems like you you decided to take ownership of what you thought was a great idea. Yeah, and it it takes. Yeah, thank you for saying that. That's that means a lot, you know. The um, it takes. I think sometimes it really takes a while just to know what you really wanted to be doing all along. It's really, really, and now I really. I think I I think I know that, and I think I got to, I got it was those two. It was like time and value. Those that I kept thinking about because I'm actually I'm a I'm a really really reflective guy. Like I'm thinking about, and that can be a problem because you can kind of always, you're too aware of yourself. You know, and I come back to what I said at the start. Or like I don't do many of these things because I'm kind of aware that I'm aware, and then so then you sort of double cross yourself, and and that's why you know the foot manager thing really got me out of my own way where it was just like, just be yourself and riff. And, and because I, that's where I love doing stuff with Loz. And it was great that we had Loz on a lot at the start was because that's what me and him were so great at is that we just kind of go down this road and do this little sketch. And, and that's how like things like, um, we had the 606 like radio show. So I'd lose a couple of games and yeah, it's amazing. It's really nice to chat about it. Actually. I don't really talk to anyone about it in depth. But like all of that stuff is like it was there in front of my face. Like I always cared about my audience. I always it meant so much that they like the support that they give me is just I it's honestly unbelievable. And I've got I've got um a live thing happening soon and I can't wait to meet as many of them as possible because that's the weird thing as well. I've not met I've not not been ever given a hug. It's crazy. But that whole experience, um it just allowed me to be creative and it to be but it to be valuable and i think that word value kept coming back to me where i was like okay what is value what will be valuable and if it's just dry stats that's not valuable because you can't keep watching it but if i can i think the thing i can do is like trying to make it a bit funnier i'm very com- i feel safe being self-deprecating if i can do that but then have that little bit of help um to to offer that value or that different kind of conversation um and again in terms of value of trying to use the ipad and a pen trying to draw on it trying to like bring an editor in you know spending money on a good camera and a good setup like investing in yourself um and in the content and it does pay itself back um that's i think all those are really really key elements for me um, in terms of what I wanted to to make, because it has to like, it's got to look good and it's got to feel good. I think that those are the two things for me. And and I think we're in a place now where I think I feel confident that I can keep trying new ideas and things. But I also know how YouTube works well enough. I think that I can we can kind of tick along and keep having fun. And um, yeah, mate, it's it's really special. Like I can't, I honestly can't believe it's working out. Like that, I, I when I see when you say one hundred eighty six thousand, I was just like, what? Like, because I was just so certain. Because that was a bad thing about Ball Street. I was so certain that it doesn't happen to me. Like, it's not going to happen to me. Like, oh, because I so I got into TV just when it was Twitter was kicking off, and so all of a sudden you needed Twitter followers, and I didn't have any Twitter followers, so you don't get an opportunity. And then you go to YouTube. And then, well, you need to be a fan of Arsenal or Liverpool or Man United or 
because they're the teams that people care about. So again, I just thought, oh, maybe it's not, maybe it's not going to kind of work out for me. And to be honest, like there's still, there's still challenges for sure right now. Like I still, there's still times where I'm like, why have you not, why have I not been asked to do that? Or like, but I guess that's just my ego screaming out. Um, but yeah, man, it's, I'm, I'm pleased with where we're at. And I, I think it's, I hope it's got legs because I, yeah, I really enjoy it. Would you describe yourself, and I think I know the answer, but would you describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, do you know It's a really interesting question, that, because um, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of both, because I did this, um, I think it's called an Enneagram, Enneagram, something like that. And basically, it's someone else will know this and they'll be screaming at me whilst I'm explaining it. But basically, there's like eight or nine different personality types. And we did mine and it was like bang on. Like it was just so I'm, I, I'm quite creative, but I've got terrible memory. Like I can't um, focus on things well. I go on tangents, as you've seen. And but whatever your number is, so say your number six the ones that are either side of it are things are sort of personality times that you can do, but they're not who you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. So mine was, I can't even remember what the name of mine was, but I remember what, what was fascinating to me was that, um, like entertainment entertainer was like just to the side. So I am, I think I can be extroverted. And when pushed, I do that when sort of nervous, I go, I go extrovert, I think, and sort of try and go charm offensive. But in other scenarios, like my wife, it blows my wife's mind because like some, yeah, say I've had a couple of drinks, I just get all lippy and I'm all extroverted. But then there's other times where I'm like really shy. Like, really, like I couldn't ask, I wouldn't want to ask, like I would never put my hand up in a, you know, in a lecture or in the classroom, whatever it was. And I also like need a time to like settle and i think i think it's because i feel like i feel a lot so when something's joyous i think that's what connected with the football manager thing again was when something is joyous and you're in that moment like i am there right um but also like if 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 something's not feeling great so like i get really sad on it sounds i get really sad on like saturdays because I've always wanted to like be at these live games and I want to be presenting these live games. And I think, I think I could do it and I think I could be something different. Um, and, and I know like it's actually a much easier life for me to work during the weekend than like spend the time. But when it happens, I find myself going, Oh, and that's because I kind of feel a lot. So as much as it can be extroverted at times, I think when things are kind of either plateauing or, I'm seeing other people having fun because I kind of feel that I then need to be introverted just to kind of find myself again and to, to sort of get, get, get an equilibrium maybe. Um, so I think overall probably extroverted, but, uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not a constant thing. Like I need that. Sometimes I need that. I can, you know, like us all, we can all kind of burn out a little bit. What did you think? Did you think extrovert? To an extent? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shut so, up, all you're talking rubbish. <laughs> no, so, so a lot of people think that you're one or the other. I've done personality yeah. tests before, and and you can be dominantly one, 
but you mm. can tell that people will also prefer the other as well. Like, but people seem to think it's one or the other. And, and I asked that question on purpose because my, my follow up question to that is how much of a benefit is it to you to be so self aware? How much of a benefit? I, I, do you know what? I think as, um, I think it has, you know, it has good moments and bad moments, you know. I think overall, it, I think overall it's a, a good thing, you know. I think your strengths are your weaknesses and your weaknesses are your strengths. I, I, I massively believe that. You know, even from a football perspective, I'm so slow. I'm so frightfully slow. But, like, I played an all right level because I, I read the game quite well. But that's because I was slow. <laughs> because I had to. So your strengths are your weaknesses. Um, I think being self-aware, I think overall... I think overall is a good thing, definitely, because I think I have a better connection with the people that matter in terms of my audience. Um, and just generally, like, you know, I've, yeah, I think, it's, I think it is a good thing. I think it can be quite torturous at times. I think that's, that's where it's tricky. Um, so that's, that's the thing I'm always um, trying to deal with is the balance between kind of being logical and I, I, I'm generally okay in terms of getting there. Unfortunately, I've got an amazing wife who will kind of just hear me out and then go, you're overreacting. And I go, okay, cheers. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, I think, I think overall it is a good thing. I think there's probably moments where if I'd been a bit more ruthless, then I might have, um, I might have kind of called someone's bluff or, or bluffed something and got somewhere. But I also think there's things like, I bet there's been a, quite a few jobs where someone's given me the job because of something real and genuine and self-aware. Uh, yeah, I hope I'm not, um, I'm doing it now, aren't I? I hope I'm not like sounding arrogant and saying that when we keep talking about being self-aware. Um, because I, don't, I, I think it's, I always used to think, oh, wouldn't it be lovely to be deluded? And, and I think there's still truth in that. Like, you know, ignorance can be bliss for sure. I think there's sometimes it's nice to not know what's going on really. Um, but I think overall, overall, it means that you can be there for people. And I think with time, the big thing is, is understanding what you're like or, or attempting to. And also, like you say, understanding that it's a really complex thing. Cause like what I know is that, so I can be quite, you know, I can feel and be sensitive or whatever, but I also now know that oh, okay, I might just be being sensitive here. So just calm, so hang in there. You're like, let's get through today and then we'll see if you still feel like that later on today. Because sometimes it can be like, how you feel is not, is very often how you feel is not actually the reality of, of so many different things. Like, you know, to bring it back to YouTube, what great example is that, you know, when you do your videos and you get, you so say you had, so May, I had an amazing month, right? Amazing month. Best month I've ever had on YouTube. And then uh, and then I did a video that I think has crept over 40,000 now. Or maybe like even this, I did one in Nottingham Forest. Mm. And, um, and it will hit 40k tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. And that's, um, that's 9 of 10. And so you see 9 of 10 and you go, if the feeling is, oh, failure, rubbish. You know, and, and that I know this is a shallow thing, but like, I'm just trying to get the, the idea across. The feeling of that is like, oh, that is a failure. If I pick up that 40K and put it in, you know, put it in two months ago when I was getting videos that were like 25K, that it's not. 
So I think that's always the case. You've got to try and, if you are someone who's like that, you have to strip it back. So I think there's an initial feeling with me. Then there's that, uh, which can come from being self-aware, but also the self-aware kind of awareness, if you can be fair with it, will be victorious at the end. And you'll kind of be, you'll come back and go, oh, okay, what is the reality here? And, and then you kind of, you get back to where you, where you want to be. I think self-awareness is so important, but I also think knowing knowing yourself is massively important. And the reason being, sorry, is if you know yourself is your worst critic, you can absolutely destroy yourself. Mm. And I feel like, especially in YouTube and in content and, and in many fields in creation as well. So I always say that the video you put out is literally you in a video. So if that video doesn't do as well as you expect, you could then literally destroy yourself by how you're speaking to yourself. But if you're aware that that is a natural reaction to a, what you deem or a video that hasn't done well, then you can kind of rein it back in and you can kind of yeah. start looking at, like, what can I learn from this? And that is where you start to succeed and start to do better. Yeah, I think it takes a minute. Mm. I think that that's worth saying. Like, rein it in is a good, a good uh, word to use. Because it does take a minute, you know, that, that initial feeling. And, it, and do you know, I, I will do that sometimes. If I'm like feeling a bit off, I will go, hang on, a, you know, have I had a bad video today? I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I had. Yeah, I have actually. That's probably why I'm feeling a little bit funny. And, and it's certain. I think the thing that I'm really fortunate with is that, I, yeah, like I say, I've got, I remember, I remember in the TV days, because again, in terms of sort of watching and like observing, I used to find the red carpets and all of that stuff so fascinating because it was this horrible kind of microcosm like society weird thing where you had and there was so much sort of like power plays right so you had a red carpet so okay the red carpet that means you're important if you're on the red carpet and then you had people you know people outside who were just waiting so they're not as important right and then you've got, we're all waiting for Tom Cruise to arrive. He's important because he's on the billboard. And then you had people with clipboards um, who were trying to get as much um, promotion for the film as possible. And then you had all these celebrities. And I was there in the Tower years, Made in Chelsea, all that, who were just trying to keep it alive, you know, keep the 15 minutes alive, right? And so they would go to every single red carpet. And so then you had me. So I was the producer and I was the producer who was, who um, was in a pen. So he literally was called a pen and I had to be in my pen by 4.30, right? So that would make you feel unimportant, right? But then I get to talk to the important people. So, okay, maybe I'm a little bit more important now. I can also take selfies of the red carpet, making sure I don't have the gate that's between me and the red carpet in the picture so that it all looks fabulous. And then you have this weird moment where you'd have the important people from TOWIE who think they're important on the red carpet. So that must mean they're important. And then the people with the clipboards going to you going, do you want to, uh, I don't know, Dave from TOWIE? Do you want to talk with Dave from TOWIE? And we would go, the people in the pen, who had to be in the pen by 4.30, would go, no, 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 I'm all right. I'm fine. No, I'm all right. You're right. X Factor contestant that went out this weekend? No, no, no. X Factor um, semi-finalist here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll talk to them. Yeah, we'll talk to them. 
And I remember just thinking, this is horrible. This is like, so where's the, who's valuable here? Like, this is wrong. And it, it used to kill me. And I remember, I remember thinking that a reading somewhere where it's like, you need, you have to have your inner circle. And I think it's the same for anyone in life, especially a content creator where you have to draw a circle and then draw a circle within that and decide who's in that, in who is there, who's going to love you regardless. And then who's everyone else? And you can add new people if they, you know, if they become worthy of it. And, but the people that are outside of it, you have to then get to a point where it go, okay, they're not important. This is real life. Like my, like must, and you know, having a kid now, like that is real life. That is what's important. Um, but it's tough, you know, because we're just constantly bombarded with comparison. And I can't imagine being in my teens and in my twenties in this world, like today, I'm so relieved that I didn't go through that because I, it must be so difficult. It must be so, so difficult. And that's what the process was for me as an initial thing. I was like, what can I do here that can make people feel just a little bit better or let them know that like it could be okay. And that's why I really love this series, mate. Cause I think it's really, really important. Um, because what's ridiculous is that we're all, everyone's posting all this stuff all the time. It's bollocks. Like it's, it's, it's sorry, bleep that. It's, like, it's just nonsense. It's just nonsense. We're all just trying to, we're all just hoping it'll be all right. That's, you know, and so if you have a good day or if you have a bad day, I guess it is just one day, but it, that's the thing, you know, come back to your, why the series is so great. We're all going through the same stuff all the time. You mentioned comparison there. Is there anyone that you compare yourself or did compare yourself to back in the day? But now, or is there anyone you feel like has compared themselves to you? And because you were a feeler, you felt that that relationship was off because they were comparing themselves to you. And so I'm not asking for specific names, but also yeah. Yeah, I'm asking for like situations where, where you felt like the comparison part was, was having a detrimental effect either to yourself or to the mm. person who's potentially comparing themselves to you. Um, I think, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I certainly compare myself to, to other presenters. I think you do that. I think that's, you know, anyone saying that they don't liar. Um, and I think you just have to look at it as fortunately I'm friends with a lot of them. And, and I mean that when I say it, so you kind of, I think I've started to look at it differently. So I, I did uh, ESPN with uh, Hugh Woosencroft. He said something brilliant because he, he's just got the EFL job, which is great. And I should be really annoyed, but I'm not weirdly because he's a good lad and, like, and, and I want him to do well. But he said something really interesting where it's like, you know, when you've got, and one thing I would say in terms of you know, making things happen for yourself, having a North star is really, really useful. So like for me to have that North star of, you know, which, you know, might not happen, but I, I'm pretty sure all of these things wouldn't have happened if I didn't have this dream of presenting at the at a World Cup finals. Um, but Hugh said, and she was from, uh, worked at the BBC and, and left and was at TalkSport and is now, it's, it's, he's doing great, he's got the AFL gig. Um, he said, he said, there's only six jobs. Like there's, so if you don't get those six jobs, then you're going to, you know, you have to f get something else. Um, oh, sorry, at the BBC, he was talking about specifically. And because, you know, 
I look at the BBC and you go, oh, wow, you know, match of the day, you'd love to, all those things. But you have to get to a point sometimes where you go like, well, you just got to do what you can do. And, uh, and that's the other weird thing that's really personal about our world, and especially when you're trying to, so like, I've, you know, I've tried to build an audience because I knew if I built an audience, maybe people would then want you to present things. And that is how it's played out so far, which is the result. Um, but in terms of comparing with other people, it's pointless. It, like, it's pretty pointless. I, I, the only thing I would say is that, so someone like, so someone like Ben Shepherd, who I work with, who is again, very, very nice to everyone that he, he ever worked with. There's some amazing stories about his generosity. Um, but I remember, think, I remember thinking what I did want is a long career. Like I didn't, and so integrity was important. Um, and so, because there, there's definitely been moments where you go, okay, so am I supposed to, do I need to sort of sell my soul a little bit here to try and get a little bit further along? And that's maybe where the comparison is with, you see with other people and you go, okay, how am I going to get over there? And I, you know, again, thank goodness. And I don't know if it was the reason for it or not, but I haven't had to do that. But in terms of comparing, I think be careful with, with how you're comparing and, and, and be careful of, of if you're just comparing because, you know, you'd love that job, you know, more so because everyone's different, you know, like someone will be far more articulate than me or there'll be someone else who's funnier than me or there'll be someone who's, you know, just a better broadcaster than me. Like everyone's so different. Um, and I think you can just only kind of do your best in terms of someone comparing themselves to me. Um, if I'm honest, I, if I'm honest, I wouldn't believe them. <laughs> really but um i know i know that i get like that's probably the best thing of all of it and this sounds really sickly but when you get messages from people and they say stuff like you know I, i've started this because of you or you know there's some I, i've been so lucky to have so many nice messages and the, and those are one of the few things that do get through because i'm like you've stopped there and written that out so it must mean something to you otherwise you wait you wouldn't waste your time doing it um so yeah so in terms of someone comparing themselves with me one thing i would say is that you know i'm proud of the content that i make and i think i'm trying to make the best stuff i can so if i would say fake it till you make it you know i think there's something in that you know um if you're seeing things that are working then then you know copy them and make and put your own twist on them you know why do, i think i watched the one with clates and clates said was really really kind and said something lovely um, and he was saying, okay, well, that's, I watch James. I like the stuff that he makes. Okay. So what's my twist on it? That's, that's what people, you know, that's what people should do because then you'll make stuff that you like. Um, but comparison is a very dangerous thing, isn't it? Like, how, how do you feel about it? I try not to, I try and look at, I look at people. So, who, tough. so no, no, it's, it's, it's fine. Um, I look up to people. So there are some people who I feel like and, and I said this to you right at the start, about six weeks ago, I had a word with myself and I said, what do I want from the Skank Center podcast and where do I want to take it and, and how do I want to portray myself? And in my head, I said, I want to be the brown yeah. James Orcutt. <laughs> <laughs> that and, and, and that was a, a clear thought. So the fact that you're on the Skank Center podcast for me is a huge deal. So thank you so much. And I said that off camera and I want to say it again. But I feel like it's how you compare yourself. So... When I say I want to compare myself to you, I can't do what you do, but I can try and portray myself in the way that you do. So 
you're you're clear in the way you speak you're articulate the way you host and present the ability you have to communicate a message then it's up to me to put my twist on how I do that Mm. because my upbringing is different to your upbringing I speak in a very different way (laughs) I'm very aware of that so then I need to just try and be like you but do it by being me does that make sense? See that I find that's so fascinating because that you're saying I'm articulate I don't think I'm articulate I think I just waffle and and I notice myself saying you know umming or ahhing you know all the time and it drives me mad so it's interesting like I guess it's just that's the, that's the bottom line of it. Is there are little bits that you can pick up for sure. I used to do that. I used to do that when I was when I was running. I used to watch um, Vernon Kay or Matt Smith or Dermot O'Leary or all these really good presenters and kind of okay, how did they do this? How did that? I used to go in and sit with the auto cue uh, lady and go, oh, is it all right if I just have a practice? So I just practiced in the auto cue thing. I think that the thing is as well. So first of all, this is why I'm here though because you, you, I guess you've done you've enjoyed what I've done and you wanted something that's going to connect and you've obviously done that and, and it's connected with me. And so that's why I was like, yeah, mate, okay, let's do it. So, I mean, that, that there's your example. I think comparison is really tough because I think it's so hard to, so the, the challenge with having like a son now is that it's so revealing in terms of putting yourself in stressful positions. And I've said this a few times on um, our Patreon with Flav, that I, for me, the a really a challenge that I've dodged away from is is my temperament, like in the moment temperament again, and probably that that feeling element. And um, I think that's where. So in terms of comparison, that's what I get sometimes. Where I go, I want to like, why can't like? So for, here's a, here's a here's one. I ha- I haven't got an agent, and and I I've you know I've made showreels and stuff like that, and I've sent showreels to agents. And it's weird. I'm I'm actually at a place now where I'm I'd I'd be very careful about getting an agent because I've got this far on my own, like straight up on my own. And I tell you, there's a lot of people that get a lot of jobs, um, because they have someone who can knock the door down, and and kind of and yeah, and that's how it's worked forever. So it's good to have an agent, but for whatever reason, I can't get an agent. Like no one's interested, which is so the the sort of um bad temperament chimp brain of me is going what's going on? i don't get it like what's the, you know the comparison i'm like why why am i not getting why is no one bothered and it comes back to what we said a few times you have to just like go okay well hang on a minute like what's going on in my life and then i'm very quick to go shut up <laughs> like shut up jim what are you on about like your life is really like beyond fortunate and so then you just get your head out your bum and then then life's a little bit easier but i think you know the hot um ember of your ego and of comparison is 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 all around us all the time and so it's just something you have to kind of get get on with i think especially in content creation especially in content creation hello all if you are looking for ways to support me and further support this character podcast I now have a Patreon. If you want to have a look at it, it's Mr. Diz TV on Patreon. There's five tiers of support. You can support me for as little as £3 a month. But by all means, do not feel obligated to. I would appreciate it. But let's get back to the interview. You know what? You just told that story about you not having an agent. And I was just so impressed because 
look how much you have achieved without one. And and you mentioned it yourself, but I think it will come as a surprise to many people that you haven't got an agent, for instance, because a person in your position, you'd expect it to, to, to be so, but you have literally knocked down the doors yourself and built this whole connection, this whole networking yeah. by yourself with with other creators. You've had other opportunities. You know, you've been there with Alan Shearer, for instance, and and you've done all this stuff by yourself. Like I know, and that's and that's why like I shouldn't even. So look, like my wife says to me all the time, and I am I'm in that place now where I'm like, I'm not. Again, from TV, it's kind of well, you need an agent, you know, if you want to get, in, and it's true, like. I would be further along if I had an agent, you know, the right agent, right? Because they go, oh, do you want this person, this person? Okay, that's fine, but I'm going to need you to give these two people love to your hearts. That's often like kind of how it works. But yeah, like my wife says, like, you, like, look, you don't need it. Like, you really don't need it. And But again, this is the thing is that whatever level you're getting to, and like, I'm nowhere near where I want it. Like, if it, if it kind of stopped here for me, I'd be gutted. I'd be, I'd be really, really gutted because I think I've got a lot to offer. Um, but, but it's, you know, there will always be a new challenge and this new thing that's kind of getting in your way and this new thing that if you want to feel bitter, it's there for you. But, but that's where you have to kind of just attempt to be, you know, optimistic or invest in yourself or take a breath right, and, and, and go again, you know. I 100% agree. And I think... In relation to yourself and, and your self-value, I think that is what a lot of people need to be able to do. Because to me, it seems like whenever you've had a choice of fight or flight, you've chosen fight. And I feel that has over time given you the confidence to where you are now to, you know your value, you know what you're worth. And I feel like at times people don't, especially creators, they don't understand their worth. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think... I guess it's tough, isn't it? Because you kind of, yeah, it has to be what you what you put on yourself. I think you have to prove it too. I think that's important. You know, you need to be professional and prepared, and and try and and you know value value quality time. That's that's all that matters to anyone. Like, and ultimately, that's what that's what gets you jobs, and that's what gets you a promotion. Like, if you're making someone else value. Um, you know, providing value or saving them time. That's, you know, like the people that work for me, that's, that's what's great. Like, you know, I've got a guy, Ollie's fantastic. He, he does my TikTok. And he was like, oh, I could do this for you. It'd be a great opportunity for me and it will save you time. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, let's try it. And then he does a couple, they're great, good value. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we need to pay for this. And then all of a sudden he's started to get, I think he's working at Bull Street at the moment. Like the, so it's amazing how it works like that. If, um, so in terms of self-value, I think that's, uh, I, I'm probably the wrong person to talk to about that because that is a struggle for me. There's a sort of, I've got a baseline of confidence, but, you know, coming back to what you said earlier, I think, um, I think that's, I think that's why I'm good, you know, like, because because I'm sort of like treading it <laughs> where I'm like, so I'm never getting too, yeah, uh, too high. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that's, that's when you're not, I think that's when you'll struggle to connect with people because they'll think you're too big for your boots, you know? And I think there's people like that on TV, you know? 
yeah, you know, at no point would I ever suggest you're cocky or anything like that. And I think that's what, what happens when you think of yourself up there. Yeah. But so I, I do feel right. like you can be humble, but also know that you you can add something. And I feel like you're in a position where in most interactions or situations you would be involved in, you would add something. And I feel that that's a very nice place to be in. Yeah. 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 I think that's what I want. That's all I wanted, really. Because I think if you are adding something, then you are a value. And then that allows you to have a bit more of a self-value, maybe. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, I just want to ask you in relation to your idea. So you, you told me earlier on, you've tried to take a week off YouTube, but you've had a few ideas. Do you ever stop thinking about ideas or stop thinking about content? And if you do, how do you do that? Um. So what I did... So like last year was like the first year where like I was fighting and fighting and fighting to try and be a presenter, like, you know, be not just be a producer, but like be, be, you know, the guy in front of camera and, you know, I'd had a good year and then the new season happened and ESPN happened, League of 72 happened, all these things happened. And, uh, and I was trying to keep the channel going as well. And it's, it's the first time. So now going into this summer, I'm now like for the first time thinking of saying no. Whereas like before, it's like, oh yeah, 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 definitely, I know, yeah, I can do it, I can do that for you if you want. Because now I'm like, I've got to be a little bit more selective because I've just it's going to be too much. Um, but uh, what I did because it was getting too much, really, was I actually I, golf was like a huge thing for me, which I haven't played since Co was born. Um, but what I was able to do was kind of go get to Friday and go and be outside like get out of this office get out out of this house and to be yeah to be out kind of even on your own playing on your own playing golf was just like great because i'm not on my phone it just allowed me to sports you know it was a great way of me being able to switch off because it's so hard to get off your phone i've always been an ideas guy i've always done that a part of that um personality thing um it said that it was saying that like you're well, but so if we go to the beach, um, I will bring, I will bring my phone, an iPad, um, headphones, four four two, two books, a notebook. I will bring all this stuff, to, like just it, kind of just in case. Yeah. And and often it's because I can't sit there and just like be. So the ideas are always kind of just swimming around. Um, and what's mad is you just start thinking in tiles. Like, especially with YouTube, I'm just thinking because I think I, I really do believe in formats. I think I think formats are king, especially on YouTube. And so it's kind of thinking, okay, would this work? Would this work long term? Is this a one-off video? Um, it's that that kind of has been bubbling in my head now recently, and just trying to find new ways where football content can be interesting. Um, that's because I think I know that if you just keep doing the same few videos, it will plateau. Like, so you need new things to kind of rejuvenate and excite it all. We're really fortunate with football because it's, it's a soap opera. Like that just never ends, like never, ever bloody ends. So, uh, so you've always got that, which is a good safety net. Um, and it's weird. Like a lot of my biggest videos are ones where I've just like, someone's been sacked and I've just given my opinion on it because obviously got that search traffic. Um, but I do like, I like think I like making content that's like got this these little twists because I know that people love that stuff like like the sort of ultimate um, Premier League squad where you've got one from each 
uh, each team and things like that, which it's interesting. Like that feels like those are really kind of kicked off with other people and I need to do, I should have really dived into it a bit more, but just trying to do something and it being not your obvious thing. That's always the, that's always the idea because otherwise it just feels a bit flat to me. Well, one of your video ideas that I absolutely love was the real wholesome moment where you took your dad to the Euro 2020 final. So, yeah, that's crazy. Shame about the result. Shame about the result. After three minutes, happiest I've ever been watching football. Shame he didn't stay. Um, But those in real life opportunities where you can bring your work, your YouTube, and then do something so personal with your dad. How much does that mean to you? Mate, I was so nervous about putting that video out because it felt, um, I was really scared of it coming across like, aha, I've got tickets. And, and also I know, you know, I know, I know what people go through and people don't have, you know, you know, my wife's uh, dad passed away um, in 2018 and it's, so so to kind of do it, I was sort of nervous, really, really nervous about it. And then what was crazy was that the amount of messages I got from people who'd lost their dad and they were just like, oh, mate, good for you, mate. I was crying watching it and I'm just like, Ex- that's exactly what you should be doing. You know, hold him tight, all this stuff, like amazing stuff. Well, not thinking about it. Um, but it was, you know, it was great. It was, it was it was nice to show a kind of different side in terms of making a different kind of video. I don't do those enough. And, and I think I'm quite good at them actually. Um, the ones I have done, the ones I have done, I've been really, really proud of. Um, but yeah, I think the sort of grind of football YouTube often kind of means that I just, I don't have the bandwidth to, to do it. Um, which is annoying because I think like, if you ask me what are your top 10 videos, I've got a spinning one that would be on there. I've got a running one that would be on there. Like, and that one would obviously be on there as well. I mean, it was mate. Yeah, it was amazing for him to be there. And that was the thing. I was kind of wear it again as well of like it being, have I only bought these tickets just so, just so I can do this video. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just a rake in the views. Like, but again, it's like, that if you overthink these things, you, it comes down to intention. And like my intention was, was something really, lovely that I can hold on to that I can watch in 20 years time that I can show, you know, my son in 20 years time. So I just wish we'd won. <laughs> that was the only killing thing. And that was good. Yeah. They got an amazing response. And that's, you know, I think I'm sure you're finding that with the, these interviews is that like when people have, when it's honest, like you get a real reaction from people and that's, that's life, isn't it? That's what you want. That's, that's all I want is I just want moments, you know, and that's where I, that's why I do get upset with those Saturdays where I'm not like, I'm not there. Cause that's what I think that's what it's all about. It's about tr- sharing moments, you know? So yeah, that was, that was great. It was, uh, yeah, it was just a shame about the result. Looks so close. Wasn't it? it was, you talk about moments and I genuinely believe I personally believe that's what life is about making moments. And I feel like if you're in a position where people know you, they know you're a good person sharing those moments publicly make people feel more warmly towards you if that makes mm. sense it's for, for me it was a video to get views for me it was a, an amazing moment between son and father son giving something back to father if that makes sense after everything yeah. that that father has yeah. obviously done for son and yeah i i don't know it was just it was just a special video james and I, you know oh, what that's good, the, the way you communicated that was amazing as well 
what do you think your future holds? Because you are this this football uh, this football YouTuber. You know, it, it, quite a lot of people will know you from that content. They won't know you from previous content like the spinning videos or like these one-off videos that you've done. Yeah. Where do you want this football YouTube to go? Um, do you know what I want? I want it all. Like I, I, I think, I think what I saw, I'm really chuffed with what I saw in the space and what I thought my place could be in it, and I feel like I've got that now. Um, and so like the new challenges for me is to is to kind of stick with that and trying to retain the balance of that, um, whilst and serving the core audience for me. Um, so recently I've got, I've, again, I've got myself a bit annoyed with comments and I've never had that with the channel, but it's because it's getting bigger, you know, and when it's bigger, there's more people and they won't, they don't have the same understanding of like, what did it, what we, we had kind of created. Um, but there's only so much you can do. So I just think, I think focus on, those people because i think it will find more like-minded people who just love the game i just love the game mate really really do and i, I want to i did my degree at uni was sport development and sport is so important it's so powerful um you know when i talk about my son they go you know a lot of people go oh do you want to do a qpr fan like of course i do but um, i don't care if he doesn't like football i just really hope he loves sport because it gives you so much. It gives you so, so much. And I, I always want to put that forward because it can bring people together. It can allow you to get through things. Um, it will teach you about teamwork, discipline, leadership, um, you know, def failure, success, glory. Right. And so what I want, it's, uh, the thing I really, really want, mate, if I'm honest, is I want to be... I want to, I still want to present the World Cup final and the way the world is and the way the media is, um, you know, there's no reason why I don't continue with my channel and, and I have ideas. So I, there's a million different things I can make in this 50 year career that I want to have. I want, I really, really want, I really want there to be England in a final and it, people to turn on the telly and I'm the first face they see. And I want them to go, my mate's there. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. I don't think there's, I, I don't think anyone's mate is presenting it yet. And I think we can do that. I, I, I think TV's a bit scared of it. I had a meeting recently and they were talking about, um, you know, they, they don't, well, I've had a few meetings where ones that they've said, well, we wouldn't want you to present because we want you to give your opinion. And I was like, oh God, I never thought about that. Mm. And then another meeting they were saying, yeah, you kind of have to decide if you want to be one or the other. And I was saying, I disagree, like I massively disagree. I can, if I know more, I can ask better questions and I can fill in the gaps for other people as well. So what I want is it all. I want, like, I want to be able to, uh, you know, I want to get up to that point. Um, and I want all these guys who kind of pushing me on from the start to see one of their people doing that gig. Because it, it still feels to me like it's, you know, it's the old dudes and the stiff dudes. And I want there to be a self-deprecating guy up there who's going, like, for it to turn it on, I go, how good is this, guys? <laughs> like, it's the world final. Like, that's what I want, um, which I know is selfish. But it's like, 
it's because it's just sort of fear of missing out. It's wanting the moments and I just want to be in those moments. And, and so it's, that's the only disappointment for me, I think in my career is that I haven't got, I haven't been able to get to that yet. Like I'd love to do so much more live sport. I think I could be good at it, but it's really, really hard. Like it's really, really hard to get into any of those opportunities because they over, you know, yeah, for a load of reasons, but uh, which aren't important, but I think you just have to keep going and, and try and get to a point where you're undeniable. I think that's, that's what I have to do. If you can get to a point where you're undeniable, then they're not thinking about anything. Else. They're not thinking that, oh, he's a YouTuber. Um, they're just thinking, they just know you and they know you're good. So it's funny because you kind of like, you, you're in a, you cannot have, I always feel like I'm in a rush. Sometimes I catch myself and I'm sort of like, I did it this morning. Mm. I was like in the shower trying to get it done. <laughs> I was like, stop it. Why are you trying to get it done? And that's the weird thing, like say with this and my, my career is that, I'm so grateful to where we've got, to where I've got to so far. And if, if this is the heights and, you know, that's up for debate as well in terms of YouTube and TV and what is the heights anymore. Right. Um, but if it is, and then that's fine. Um, but say I do get to where I want to be like, and I do it, say I do that in 10 years time, I've got between now and then like making my way there. So I need to keep trying to remember that. And I think that's something for you guys to remember as well. Is like, do you know what it was? Hitting 100K was phenomenal. But do you know what was amazing? Was, was hitting 90K. Hitting 90K and I was like, oh my God, this is going to happen. And that's the same as comes back to sport. It's like football, you know, the best bits. Okay, when it happens, it's great. It's actually the bits before it. So I'm trying to kind of stay in that place a lot of the time, but it's good. It's good to have goals, right? So, so yeah, I want it all, mate. I'm selfish. I'm greedy. Sadly, no, that's great to hear because it shows your drive. But you're right as well. I feel like there's always another goal, right? There's always another goal, and I think sometimes being present in the moment will allow you to enjoy everything you've accomplished so far, and and that's for all creators. And I feel, mm, I feel that's tough. important as well. It, but yeah. you're right; it's tough because. People see 90,000 and, and uh, you know, like he just says, but then they see the round number of 100,000, 100,000 means a plaque. And then you, you're constantly on that rat race, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's sometimes just taking that step back is, is really important. I want to ask you a bit more of a personal question. So obviously you had the birth of your son, which was um, a, a long time coming. A lot of work went into that. A lot of, um, you went through <laughs> a lot of <laughs> I've just realised what I said. <laughs> I wouldn't call it work. <laughs> but my point being, how much has the birth of your son affected you and your content and your goals? So, um, what we talk it with? It's July, isn't it? Start of July. He was born in. Um, he's just opened his eyes. Let's see if he goes to sleep. The uh, he, it was born in April, and I always knew that. Um, that's the end of the season. And he was, he was supposed to be born in on May 12th. Mm. And I always, and he always knew he was going to be born around that time and it was going to be tricky. So I was thinking about that a lot because, you know, you, May only comes around once a year and that there's a lot of views. You know, I had 2 million views in May, which is ridiculous because, so I kind of got lucky. It's one of those ones, you know, when you like, you're really busy up until Christmas and then you get to, oh, okay, we've stopped now. And then you like mm. get ill. That was kind of, we had had my son and then I was like, okay, 
but can I just get through? Can we get to June? Can we get to June? And we got to June and did a, a, had an amazing month. Um, I also was kind of trying to put in place a system and a team that would allow me to be kind of efficient enough to keep making great videos. Um, that amount of content might calm down. I think, to be honest, mate, it's it's really early days. Like, um, you know, the start of the season will be crazy, and I, and the next six months is going to be crazy. Um, and I don't want to stop now because you know I've worked so hard. But it's it's about kind of finding that balance. I th I hope I will be more focused. I think I have been already. To be honest, I think in terms of hours up here, it's much much less for me because I'm just trying to like, yeah, get it done. Um, also, like working really late. Like people on my Discord server will like attest to that. I'm asking about titles at like one in the morning. Um, shout out to the Aussie guys who are up at that time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I don't know, to be honest, mate. Like, I, I think it's, all I can say is it's the most challenging, brilliant thing I've, like, I've gone through. Um, I've never been put in such stressful positions and, and then, you know, he smiles and then you're just like, okay, well, then I'm like, life is, could not be better. Like, I don't think I've had that. I'm, I don't think I had a better emotion than, Seeing him smile for the first time. I don't think I've ever had that a better emotion than that. Like I honestly it was like ached. It was so joy joyful. Um so yeah, it's all of those things that where I'm gonna need to try and keep it together and try and keep a balance, which is gonna be difficult, you know. But yeah, I'm sorry, I haven't got the best answer because I don't I don't really know how it's gonna play out, but fingers crossed I can kind of keep it keep it all together. Unfortunately I've got kind of great family around me. My parents are just phenomenal, and uh, yeah, my uh, my wife's parents, uh, family, sorry, are amazing as well. So we will see. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different. That's all I can say. James, what's been your content highlight? What's been my content highlight? Um. Do you know what? I, think, I mean, the the obvious thing is 100K, but the truth is, the truth is, I think, um, hang on, you said content highlight, didn't you? Mm. So in terms of like in this space, there was a moment where I think that like the Orca Ultras got me uh, like a shirt and the and one of the lads, Calgon, did, um, he did this sort of little speech and I just didn't know it was coming and it was like, that was like wow like you've got real family around you people that you know they're okay they see your face a lot and i've seen some of their faces but like actually i was like oh okay i get this here i've got something that really means something like that was a huge highlight for me um yeah the 100k was 100k was really important you know we've spoken about it a lot but like that that self-doubt that you have to kind of get over that line that i just couldn't do on a personal note i just couldn't do it <laughs> um was was really really important so i think you would have to say that in terms of videos it's funny because you, you know you're always kind of onto the next one a lot of the time um i think we've done some really amazing stuff where we've done a, a we did a um, premier league guide before the, the season started last year which i thought was a like a really good bit of the whole team working together you know like you say weirdly say the running videos actually i think a really nice creative piece that i've done um 
so it's funny with football content it's quite difficult i'm really proud of the process there's a there's a process with johnny nelson which i think's one of my best interviews which is like i think it's one of the worst viewed ones if you're bored go and do that it's funny the football youtube is a bit tricky isn't it because it's it's about kind of it's about little these little different formats so in terms of things that really hit home and mean something sadly I'm not doing that in terms of one piece, but what I do get is a lot of messages of people going, I'm going for a crap time and I see one of your videos and it just lightens me, it lifts a bit of weight off me for a bit of time. Like that's, that's the content highlight really. Like to, to be able to provide that is, is oh, it's such a buzz, mate. It's so great to like, know that you've kind of, like someone wrote a message recently going, oh, these cringe intros. And I sort of asked my audience, like, are these really bad? <laughs> I kind of thought it was all right. Um, and they were like, no, no, it's you. Like, it's, yeah, it's fine. And then I thought, yeah, now come on, you can't, you can't do that because you can kind of, you again, you miss the point of what you're, what you're doing it for. And that is the great thing about YouTube. And I think that that should be the great thing about all content is that it's, you've got to try and make someone feel something. You've got to, and it doesn't need to be a huge deal. Like, it can be. Like I do the most ridiculous podcast with Flav and it's, we talk utter nonsense and it will get me canceled. It will, <laughs> but I've, I'm ready because when it does, I will say, I know that this has really helped people. This nonsense has really, really, really helped people. And so like in terms of in terms of it, you can't, it can't be one thing. I'm afraid like it can't. Because it's not that it's about the community that you create. That's that's everything, you know. And as long as they're happy, and it feels right for everyone, then it, then it's then you're in a good place. I think. My last question, because I'm mindful that we've been going on a, a, a while, <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm, you know, I really thank you for you know giving me all this time. So thank you that so much, James. Oh, I've loved it. If you were to give a new content creator one piece of advice, and there's been several you've given throughout this video, but if you were to say, right, you're starting, I've got one sentence to give you, and you can expand on it, but this is my advice to you, what would it be? I'd say two things. So one, I'll make it a bit more technical because I've never spoken about um, a bit more personal stuff today. So first of all, I, I saw this thing, I think Denzel Washington said it, and I thought it was bang on and it was like if you don't commit you'll never start but if you're not consistent you'll never finish and i was thinking that is really good because yeah like i say like you know i wasn't happy with my channel and i could have stopped and i took a break and i came back but i could have just left it so and i knew when i came back i needed to come back properly and and that was that was that's where it kind of kicked off a little bit so I, I don't, you don't need to be perfect, but commit, commit and, and commit to trying to improve. Um, you know, like I say, I, I think there's nothing wrong with faking it till you make it a little bit in terms of what you want to create, because if something's good, it's good for a reason. But yeah, you, I know it's a boring one, but you'll never get to that point. I don't get to 100K. I don't get to 180K if I don't take a minute and then go again. I think that's another thing that, to say as well, though. You take, you can take a minute. And that video doesn't, if you're not happy with that video, it doesn't have to go out. It doesn't have to go out that day. I think that's a really, really important thing. So I've got a few in my head. Another one is cut. Think of it if you've got a sort of goal in mind and it's ambitious or you think it might be ambitious, cut it in half and just do that. 
I think that's a really, really good one. Um, and then, yeah, something a bit more technical. I think think about click through rate. Click through rate is really, really important. You know, and and when I'm saying that, what I mean is is that you have a home page or you have your phone, and people have two seconds, two seconds to take in, and this is the important thing, to take in your thumbnail, not see it, to take it in. Um, and so often that actually means stripping things back. So I'm like, I think a lot of people like this where they could just, they'll just go, oh, okay, well, if I put another footballer in and another footballer in or whatever it might be, that'll mean, that'll mean that some a Spurs fan as well as an Arsenal fan will click on it. They won't because they'll have already skimmed past it. So think think about click-through rate because if you can get them to click through, obviously they need to be happy with you know, the, the video at the end of it. Then then you're in a good place. But the title and the thumbnail, I know Zealand says some really great stuff on it as well, but it is really, really important. So make sure that, yeah, your, your thumbnails are good. Um, that's quite a lot, isn't it? I could go on forever, to be honest. But like, yeah, invest in yourself as well. I think that's that's another one. Like, if you are going to commit to it, then you know, get try and get the good bits that you can get. You know, but but you got to commit and you got to be consistent. Now I love that. Thank you so much, James. Thank you for agreeing to do my podcast. Like it it means that absolutely. You, I've been beaming inside the whole time, and at times I've had to be like, right, right, right. <laughs> Diz, be professional, be professional. But thank you so much, James. It means the absolute world to me. You've been a great guest, and. You know, thank you for being so deep and, and telling me like exactly how it is and being so open about it. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for asking me on, mate. I appreciate it. Everyone who's watching this, if they're watching it for the first time, go watch the other ones and subscribe, please. Because, um, yeah, these, these interviews are great and I'm, I'm excited to see who you've got on next, mate. Thank you so much. And there you have it, viewers. Please make sure you like this video, subscribe to my channel, and then the links are in the description below. Make sure you subscribe to James's stuff as well. But I hope you've enjoyed this and I'll see you on the next one. Take care. Bye-bye.